Okay, we're back. New episode of the Rorecast. Pat Desir joining me once again. It's two weeks in a row now. Uh, I'm Mike Kowalski, so uh, get ready. We got some members of the wrestling program joining us in a little bit. So, Pat, welcome back. Good to have you. Mike, I'm really happy to be back again. I, I feel like I'm getting this is my regular spot now. I just you might as well kick the other guys out. I'm, <laughs> I'm representing <laughs> for the facility. You can just go with four hosts or yeah, it's drop fine. off. It's I mean, fine. people see my face enough on Twitch, you know. I'm on <laughs> three times a week, so <laughs> I don't know if mine's better or not. <laughs> Definitely is. <laughs> oh man. So we got wrestlers today, huh? Yeah, wrestlers. We get to know their backgrounds a little bit, talk a little WWE. And as we do often on both of our podcasts, the Columbia Athletics podcast, podcasts, uh, we talk food. And Kyle's not even here to join us about that. So we can't even pick on him for starting the food conversation. I know Kyle is like the food connoisseur of the group, but, you know, what, what's your what's your go-to bagel place, Mike? Like, I know that's going to be a big thing we're going to talk about. What's I mean, the go-to bagel place? There might be a new one. So you have to, like, you have to listen. A little tease here before. Tease, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's, there's some new developing stories now after our conversation with with dan fongero from wrestling so uh we'll have to see if it's going to be changing or not and if we'll we'll keep you posted on that it's just this just to say new york still has the best of everything as a brooklyn guy really in the heart of brooklyn you can find everything <laughs> bagels pizza whatever you want so well i'll i'll, I'll kick back to you because i know we got to pay some bills here but yeah right. <laughs> brooklyn is where it's at <laughs> no question i think brooklyn's very underrated when it comes to food Question. Thank you, Mike. That means a lot coming from you. Oh, I mean, it means a lot. So, so we're not going to waste any more of your time. People don't care about what we're doing. So, no, we're going to throw it to a quick commercial break, and you can uh, listen to the wrestlers talk about themselves, which which you're here for anyway. So, stick around. Uh, you're listening to the Roarcast presented by Jag One Physical Therapy. <laughs> During my time at Columbia, the incredible support from the university, alumni, and parents has helped us make great strides in the resources we've been able to provide our student athletes in and out of competition. We do not want to lose that momentum during this unprecedented year. With that in mind, I'm excited to announce the launch of the One Roar campaign for athletics. For this year only, the One Roar Fund will replace all sports-specific fundraising. By bringing our alumni and parent communities together, we can truly do something exceptional for past, present, and future Columbia Lions. In these times where reduced revenues and increased fiscal pressure are the new normal, the money raised during this campaign will support each of our 700 plus student athletes from all 31 sport programs, as well as the administrative units that support our teams. Your past investments in our athletic programs have been critical to our success, and I hope we can rely upon you to help our entire department through these challenging times. Be safe and go Lions. For more information and to make a gift, please visit GoColumbiaLions.com backslash One Roar. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. 
right, we are back with, this is the Rorecast with members of the Columbia Wrestling Program. Uh, we are joined today by first year Matt Arciolo, Dan Fongero, and Kyle Mosier. So guys, welcome to the program. How you doing? Doing good. Great to be here. Cool. So we're just going to kind of go around the room really quick, let you guys introduce yourselves because you can do it probably better than, than all of us. So uh, Matt, we'll start with you. Just tell us where you're from uh, and what you're looking to major in and things like that. So just a little background. Yeah. So um, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I'm, uh, I'm originally from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And um, uh, I went to um, Bethlehem Catholic and uh, I'm, a, I'm a freshman here, obviously. And my major is computer science. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I'm Dan from Garrow. I'm a sophomore. Um, I'm from Lincoln Park, New Jersey. So not, not too far. Um, I'm majoring in political science. How are you, Kyle? Uh, my name's Kyle Mosher. I'm from Long Island, New York. And uh, I'm currently taking a gap year. And I'll be going into my sophomore year uh, next fall. Nice. Let's, uh, why don't you let everybody know how you guys first got involved with wrestling and give some more background on that and maybe how it led you to Columbia. So uh, we'll go the opposite way. So we'll start with you this time, Kyle. Um, it's actually kind of a funny story. I, when I was in kindergarten, so I was six years old, uh, my dad and my brother were driving up to a tournament uh, for my brother to compete. My brother's seven years older than me. So, uh, so they were driving up for him to compete and they brought me along and there was a, a youth division and uh, they threw me in it just to see what would happen. And I ended up, I ended up winning it. So from that point, they, they're like, yeah, you're a wrestler. So, uh, so that's how I started. And then uh, Columbia, I just, I kind of was looking at uh, the Ivies during my recruitment process and Columbia just stood out the most. And I got, I love the team culture and the coach and the, the teammates that were there. So that's what led me there. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, so mine's kind of a funny story too. Uh, when I was in kindergarten, I was a big uh, WWE fan. Me and my family, we'd always watch WWE, um, you know, big show, Rey Mysterio, John Cena. And so we were going through like all the sports, you know, I played football. It was like, you want to play football or baseball. Then we got to winter. It was, you want to do wrestling or basketball? And I was like, oh, of course I, I want to do wrestling. So then I, I walked into practice and I was like, where's the top rope? Where are the, where are the chairs? <laughs> um, but then I ended up liking real wrestling just as much as, uh, as WWE. So that was how I got started. And then in high school, um, I was going to this, I went to this club, uh, Edge Wrestling, and the coach at Edge Wrestling actually trained uh, our head coach, Zach Tonelli. So there was a little bit of a connection there, and he kind of put me in touch, and uh, I just loved it. I took a visit and uh, loved everything about Columbia. So here I am. Nice. We'll get a little bit more WWE stories later on, I think. <laughs> go ahead matt <laughs> yeah so um my uh my, my story is kind of similar to danny's i was a i was a huge wwe guy uh jeff hardy was my man and um so i was like when i was younger i was just like really energetic and i had a brother my uh like a year younger than me so me and him used to always just like 
mess around as like little kids and just like kind of like fight and my parents were just like okay like we need to get this kid in like a, like a sport that's like uh, that he could like release his energy into so they my so my dad was a wrestler in high school so he uh he he he, he decided to do wrestling and uh ever since then i just kind of kind of just fell in love with it just been doing it for a while and then so that's how i got into wrestling but um for columbia it was kind of just like it was the three places i visited were penn columbia and george mason and out of those places and i just like really got along with the team so just the, the guys on the team kind of uh drawed me here um what are you guys doing to stay in shape i know uh keeping weight is a big part of um wrestling so what are you guys doing right now to stay in shape and kind of not go over your um your competition weight um I mean, I think every a lot. I know, I know a lot of the guys are like they have like gym memberships and stuff, and we've been doing a lot of running. Um, so that, and we also uh, there's a there's a club near us that uh, it's like a, it's like a men's RTC club, and so we we have some of the guys going over there and uh, wrestling. Yeah, and this year, uh, obviously, there's no no competitions for us with the season being canceled, so there's less of a focus on uh, like cutting weight and staying slim and I think a lot of guys are trying to uh, lift as much as possible and get bigger and stronger for next year same thing for you Kyle or uh yeah same thing uh they kind of nailed it so we'll, we'll say on that, that kind of topic you know how talk about the how you get used to kind of maintaining your weight when you are in season and like what, what the amount of dedication it takes to kind of, to stay, stay where you need to be uh, when you guys are on the mats. Um, so I, I wrestled 157 last year and I walk around around like 175. So it definitely is uh, something that you have to fully you have to fully commit to if you want to make a weight you can't really have any cheat days uh you have to strictly pretty much drink water and it it, it is a grind definitely uh you have to stay mentally focused and get your uh, workouts in and just the, there's no better feeling than after stepping off that scale we have a nice food selection a bunch of drinks and you just hydrate up and get ready for your match so basically yeah I think it's it's kind of different for everybody um like you you kind of find your happy medium where your body can handle cutting weight like in high school there was a year where I cut like 18 pounds to make 113 and I just I didn't perform well I I felt like crap and um then I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm never going to cut 18 pounds again. So then I try cutting, you know, 10 pounds and I feel a little better. And now, you know, in college at this point, everybody's kind of got it figured out what their body's in tune to. So my happy medium is like eight pounds or so. Yeah. Is it? Go ahead. If you had anything to add, Matt, go ahead. Uh, no, I was, I, I didn't really cut weight in high school. So I, 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 don't, <laughs> I, I don't really feel, feel that struggle. So, you know, you, Dan, you just kind of talked about finding that medium. Is it the same for everybody or is it like, you know, what goes into figuring out what weight class you want to get into? I mean, if you're naturally like 175, like Kyle, like what does it go into? What goes into the decision making to drop all that weight? 
Uh, it's definitely different for everybody. And I'd say uh, the only way you really find out is by experimenting, you know, seeing how low can I go? Because ideally, you know, if you can cut 20 pounds and feel great, then you should do it, you know, then if that's if that's what your body can handle. But I mean, there there are guys who cut ridiculous amounts of weight. And then there are guys who cut five pounds or zero pounds and still go out there and win a national title. So I just everybody's body is built differently and can handle different things. Uh, as much as it's about uh, how you do it, it's also just sometimes your body just isn't built to, uh, to handle a big cut like that. JAG-1 Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G-O-N-E-P-T.com for more information. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. In honor of, of Kyle Matrician not being here, uh, what's your go-to, like the first food you guys go to when you make weight? Like what's the first thing you're going for? Um, I'm usually going for the fruit. We have a huge fruit platter and usually get some fruit in there and then uh, a nice sandwich if, they, if we have. And then the biggest thing for me is I'm, um, I'm always missing like the Gatorades and the, and the water. So I always, before we get on the, uh, before we get on the bus for a dual meet or tournament, I always go to, uh, I always go to a store and stock up on some, uh, some waters and some drinks to have after land. So that's usually my go-to. Good, Matt. Yeah, I usually uh, I kind of I, like, I like to eat big, so I usually have like a cheesesteak, and like <laughs> I, I don't know, I just I like get you know get some energy in me a cheesesteak. And um, as a, when I was younger, I had a bad habit of having a Dr Pepper after weigh-ins, but that that, that that was that wasn't a wasn't a good strategy after a while. So so just a lot of water and Pedialyte. Pedialyte's a lifesaver. Pedialyte's huge. Uh, yeah, no, in, in high school, um, my first go-to is definitely the M&Ms and the ch chocolate. Um, but then you get to college and now, you know, the food we have after weigh-ins, we don't have any cheesesteaks or M&Ms laying around. It's all fruit and yogurt and granola bars. So I, I tend to go for the uh, granola bars first and some of them taste pretty good. Nice. Um, the wrestling coaching staff is uh, uh, one of the, uh, I guess, one of the better ones that we have here at Columbia, Zach, uh, Kyle, and Joe Nord. Um, talk to us about what they've been doing with you guys during the, um, during the pandemic to stay in contact with you guys, make, checking in. And also, um, I guess I'll ask this, who you guys still think winning a wrestling match between Joe, Kyle, or Zach, who would, who would be the winner between the three of them? Um. Yeah, so we, uh, as far as staying in contact with them, like we're, we're rolling around on our own with, with guys on the team, but sometimes uh, we'll take videos of ourselves wrestling or, uh, or text them and 
you know, you see what they see uh, when you're wrestling and what they think you should be working on. So it's, it's not as effective, obviously, as if they were there hands on, but it still still gets the job done. And uh, who who wins in a rash? That's, that's, that's tough. I mean, if 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 Zach was a heavyweight, I'd probably go with Zach. But that's that's a lot of weight to make up. I'm gonna have to go with uh, Massey on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nord put I, up a fight, but. <laughs> I think Massey. Nord. He's in the best shape. He's in the best shape. I, I say Nord. Massey is coming off an injury too. He, so I don't know. Nord. Nord is a specimen. He is. Uh, he is strong. He has an unlimited gas tank. So, you know, if it uh, if the match went triple overtime, Nord. Nord might have the upper hand there. <laughs> I like how we've broken this down. Is this I know. Wanted to get out of the answer. It, it is. It is. <laughs> Matt, who do you think, Matt? You're being quiet over here. Who do you think? I don't know. I, I just think Tonelli's just too physical specimen for Massey. He's <laughs> <laughs> too physical for This is definitely going to get back to them, guys. <laughs> We're just um, having fun. <laughs> we are, we are, we are. Um, and the second thing is, so I work a lot. Of, I'm, I'm director of facility, so I work a lot of wrestling matches. And in our gym, the Blue Gym, it's an intimate setting. And I hear people screaming too all the time, losing their minds. You guys kind of want to explain that and like the culture of being at a wrestling match because it's it's like a very unique experience. Yeah, so like there's always a lot of like the uh, like questionable call like, like like scrambles I would say like if you get on like a single leg or something and then it's like everyone's waiting for like the ref to go two to like you know set to, to, to declare the takedown so you you see like when parents in like a in like a tight scramble they're like they're like really passionate about it so they're just screaming two two it's two trying to like convince the ref to give them two so you know that's what you hear yeah, and yeah. wrestling it's such a sport of like millimeters and tiny little movements so there's always a lot of uh heated disagreements on what's to what's not to who you know who got what points so it, it gets it gets really heated but yeah i love the environment of, of blue gym with everybody walking around up top and the people in the fitness center watching and everything it's always a good time walk us through you know some of the more memorable matches last year i know you guys had at least one walk-off win was it two in a row or is it just is was it just the one against American? But walk us through some of those those big matches and and how you guys were able to to get those those dramatic wins for the guys yeah. that were on the team last year. Um, that that was a crazy match. I I'll never forget that. So pretty much we were up. Uh, no, we were down by I think we were down by five points going into the last match. And in wrestling, scoring is pretty much three points for a decision. So that's just winning a match you get four points by beating your opponent by more than eight points. Like this is team score I'm talking about. So there's individual matches add up for the team score. So four for a major decision, uh, five for attack and six for a pin. And so we needed either a pin or attack. And it was our 33 pounder, Angelo Arini wrestling. And he ended up getting, uh, he got the, we thought we, he got the pin at the last second, but he ended up getting the tech at the last second and everyone went wild. It was it was definitely one of the most memorable moments um, I have uh, at Columbia. And uh, so that was, that was definitely uh, 
very cool environment and the the uh, stands were packed and that's definitely one that I'll remember for the rest of my life. So anything to add, Dan? Um I, I actually I was on a gap year last year. Oh that's right. So. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um so the other thing is, you know, watching the end of that clip, you know, you see we well I said we we're gonna throw it back to WWE. You know, we saw the belt get get busted out. So talk about the origin origin of that and is that like a, a unique to Columbia thing or are a lot of programs start, uh, doing that now? So with the belt, we, that was a mid, I think it was like towards the middle of the season, uh, Tonelli, he busted it out and he was like, this is the pin belt. And pretty much anyone who got a pin in their match, they got the belt on them when they walked off the mat and they, they could wear it until the next. So if you were like the last match, you got a pin, you get the belt until the next tournament or the next duel. So you put it like on your locker or uh, so it, it was kind of a, kind of like a brag and right kind of just, it's, it was kind of more of a, I guess an incentive to, to get the pin. So it was a cool little thing that I don't, I don't think it's like every, I guess every team has like their own thing. Like uh, some teams, when they get a pin, there's like a gong that they'll ring, but uh, it's just something that, that we did that was very fun and, it was always always nice getting that belt. So, we just had the Royal Rumble recently too. Did you guys watch that? What did you guys think? Are you still involved in or watch WWE? Not as not as much. It, I think it, it took kind of a downhill after the legends uh, the legends are out of the game. But I, I did see the clip. I think it was it was a rapper. I think it was little baby something like that. Oh, he Spanish got, got slammed. Was that Spanish rapper? What's his name? Uh, 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 bad bunny bad bunny yeah, yeah, yeah. that watch you were watching i snuck it in i snuck it in with the, you know the wife wasn't around i am a little bit of a wrestling fan so i guess we'll go around and see who's everyone's favorite wrestler i like the rock personally my all-time favorite but let's hear what uh, some of you guys come up with as your favorite wrestler triple h was the man back in the day Triple H was the man with the, the water spray. He used to spray the water all over the crowd. That got everyone hyped. Uh, I like Triple H. I'm going to take uh, Rey Mysterio. I, I just love what that dude would do. He'd go out there with his mask on, hit the 619, swinging on the ropes. Uh, I, I remember the one match he, he took on the big show, which was great because it was a he, he's like the littlest guy in WWE versus the biggest guy in WWE. And uh, Ray pulled it out. So props to him. Uh, I didn't watch much wrestling, but the ones that I did was with my brother, and he was a big fan of The Undertaker. So I'll go with him for my brother. Wow. Yeah, you said you said The Rock, right? Yeah. yeah. All about the mic, man. No substance, just yeah. talking trash. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would go with Bret Hart. I'm going to date myself a little bit. Oh. That, was, that was one of my favorite guys. Definitely finger uh, did the finger. What was his finishing move? The Sharpshooter. The sharpshooter on my brother a few times. <laughs> um, last question for me. I know Columbia has a rich history. It's the first uh, wrestling program in the country. Uh, talk to us about some of your, the guys who've been here. Talk to us about your interaction with some of the alums. Um, I know Kerry Berry's involved and, you know, the Berry brothers. But uh, talk to us about some of the interactions you have with some of the alums, past, you know, present, future, and um, how they've impacted you guys and, you know, kind of led you guys along here to Columbia and helped you guys on your time here during your time. 
I would say is we, we have this one, one practice. I think it's a year. It's like an outdoor practice and it's on the, it's during the homecoming game for football. And we, we do our practice out uh, on the, I guess I forget which field it is, but we do it out on uh, a field and like next to the football. And uh, we have like, there's like, after the practice, there's like a little, uh, like a little barbecue, little tailgate for the game. And that's when I really met a lot of the alums and uh, had some really good conversations and gave, they gave me some good advice. And it's very, very nice to have. It's very close, uh, very small, uh, very close culture. I'm trying to say like, it's, you could talk to anyone and anyone will help you out. So definitely something nice to have at Columbia. Yeah, I guess, I mean, it's gotta be helpful, you know, for you, when you're competing and helps you probably with connections, trying to get jobs and everything too, you want to, has that been your experience? Like, have you guys looked into internships and things like that? Have they been helpful in that regard? Um, I'm actually, uh, it's actually funny you say that I'm actually interning for Kira Berry right now. I'm doing, uh, I'm kind of, it's, I'm focused on women's wrestling, trying to help it out at the college level and also at the high school level in New York. So that's been my main focus and it's, it's been going pretty well, making some good progress. So very, very grateful to have the opportunity to help out on it. Yeah, I know some, uh, some guys that graduated recently work for um, Dave Barry's company, Iron State. And um, they, I've, I've talked to them about it. You know, they just graduated. I was on the team with them. So we still talk a little bit and uh, they all say they, they love working there. So um, it's always something to keep, you know, if, if you want to go into a, a field like that, it's nice to know you have some connections to maybe pursue. So we're, we'll switch gears a little bit more and, Something we like to ask all of our student athletes is any new hobbies or interests you picked up during the pandemic now that, you know, you've had a little bit more free time. You're not, you know, going to classes and everything like that. So we'll go around. We'll start with you, Matt. Yeah. So um, one of the hobbies I picked up was um, this game called Knives Out. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a Chinese mobile battle royale game, kind of like Fortnite, but on your mobile phone. And it's, uh, it's very competitive. So it's, it, you know, it requires some time to practice. So uh, me and Danny plays it too. Me and Danny play it. So we've been, we've been playing a little bit of that. Yeah, we, uh, we caught a win the other night, actually. We did catch nice. it. <laughs> hey, you guys, um, no, God. Go ahead, Kyle. I'm sorry to cut you off. One hobby that I learned how to skateboard this uh, over the summer this year. That's one thing that I, I never knew how to do and ended up picking it up. So that's definitely one of the things that the pandemic has led to. And, are, we uh, are we talking just like riding or are we oh, just like riding? Like, I didn't, okay. I couldn't, no ramps I didn't or know tricks how to or anything? <laughs> yeah, no, no tricks. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, but yeah, no, one of my, one of my hobbies, uh, kind of started before the pandemic but the pandemic made me dive into it a little deeper I have this uh Instagram account the bagel critic 
And uh, basically, like, if you've seen uh, Dave Portnoy's pizza reviews, yeah, yeah, I, I do that with bagels. So it's it's been fun. I actually, um, I made some merch, sold some merch, and donated to uh, to two businesses in my town the the proceeds. So it, it's been nice to get involved with that a little bit. It's just a fun little thing. You are what's the eight? what's the wait, wait, what's the best bagel near campus? I need to know. Well, if you consider, I mean, how close to campus are you talking? Because if you want the best in the world, you're going to my grandma's place in Little Ferry. So that's <laughs> Little that's, Ferry, that's like five minutes from my house. That's amazing. Ben's, Bagel, Ben's Bagelborn, you gotta try it. All right, I'm going. I'm going this weekend. <laughs> what about what about in the city? What about in the city? Come on. Bose. Bose is on 116th, but a little more uh, in towards Harlem. And they make some really good bagels. I actually, I interviewed uh, Mr. Bo. He's a very nice gentleman and he makes some good bagels. Nice. Gotcha. That's amazing. Well, small world. I, I live in a small town called Woodridge, like oh, yeah, other right Bergen there. County. Yeah, so it's right there. So going. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> uh, man. All right. Anything else, Pat? I'm good. I'm good. You got to go with absolute bagels though. Come on. No, that's so overrated. I, I don't know how oh. that has a bagel though, like, it's big. It's, it's pathetic, honestly, that that place. Mike, you got to leave this in. Are you crazy? <laughs> no, 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 no. no that, that's absolute bagel wars. Most overrated restaurant near campus is Absolute Bagels. Oh man, when we when this is over, Dan, I'm going to take you personally. We're going to go together. We're, <laughs> we're going to see how this is going to work out. It sounds good. <laughs> this sounds like a new web series that we need to do when we go back. I think Sounds good. Gonna be thing. We're going to get it in the works. We're going to talk to Dave and we're going to make this happen. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for taking some time today. I uh, really appreciate it. Good catching up with you. Uh, so, Pat Sierra, Mike Kowalski, this has been the Workhouse. Make sure you check us out next Monday, 10 a.m., right here on Twitch, or uh, listen on all the major podcast platforms. You can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Make sure you search for Columbia Athletics. Subscribe, leave us some comments. Uh, we need some more followers. So, uh, until next week, we'll talk to you soon.